Hey guys, my name's Melissa. Let's talk about anime. Let's jump right into episodes three and episode four of Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War. Now, if you remember when the last time I spoke about Bleach, I was stating how it's been a very long while since I've read the manga. So, my memory is hazy. I have a slew of mental health issues. And also, I have terrible memory. So, this is like a first time watch. Because when I tell you episode 6 made me want to wring the necks of half of the Soul Society captains. I I just, I I I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what my mindset was back then when I read the manga and this shit happened. But I'm pretty sure it was similar because I really hate stupid ass situations (laughs) that could have been avoided. But let's just jump straight into episode three. So also, real quick, real quick. The Quincy's names, I am sorry in advance. I feel like I'm going to be apologizing at the beginning of the episode Every single time I have to talk about Bleach. Because when I tell you, I practice these names before I hit the record button. But I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce them. So I will go by descriptors. I think the main Quincy captains go by, like, numbers or specific code names or, like, letters. They go by a system. So they're, you can actually, like, say their name. So I'm going to call them by that. Um, because when I was trying to read out this guy's name who was fighting Ichigo, I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not, this is clearly in a different language. I'm not disrespecting nobody. I'm not even going to make the attempt. Because trust me, when I watch the anime in Japanese and I hear them pronounce the names, I'm like, see, this is very difficult because this is with a Japanese accent. And I don't like, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm just not touching it with a 10-foot pole. I'm just going to refer to them by their nicknames because I can't. So, okay, so episode three. So Harabelle's trio of bad bitches, they get back up because, of course, you can't keep a bad bitch down. So they summon that very creepy Aeon um, Aron card thing from the last arc. You remember that thing? I'm trying to remember who the hell he took a chunk out of. I think it was Rangiku. He took like a chunk of her side out. And I remember watching the anime and actually being upset because when I read it in the manga, when I saw how severe her um, injury was in the manga and how they dressed it up, and the anime, I was like, oh, that sucks. Not saying I wanted them to show like a huge piece of flesh missing from her abdomen. However, I just felt like the censorship definitely downplayed the severity of the type of um, attack Rangiku received from this thing. Because this thing is basically just like a, a cannibalistic type of like beast, you know? It just doesn't move. It's just very... Carn- it's just carnage personified into a random as a Ron car that doesn't think straight because it's kind of like relies on its baser instincts. But anyway, they summoned that. So you would think like, okay, we're, we're winning, right? That thing beat the shit out of a bunch of fucking cell reapers in the last arc. We should be good. 
But unfortunately, that isn't the case. So this this Quincy is insanely strong. Like he is like it's the fact that it's not only Aeon, it's also like Ichigo trying to fight this dude. He he does not die, honestly. And he's just and while all that is happening, Uryu is actually finding out about, like, okay, so why are these, what's going on in the Soul Society? Why are these Quincy's, like, getting involved in a situation when the Quincy's have been, like, you know, mums the word for forever? Like, as far as Uryu is concerned, the only Quincy's, like, really remaining is him and his father. It used to be his grandfather. Remember how close he was to his grandfather and his grandfather? Like, I feel like his grandfather had different principles of how the Quincy's should have been led. And the same thing with Uryu's father. It's weird. I know they have this whole thing about how... Uryu's father actually viewed the Quincy's and I think he didn't like his father because of his devotion to the Quincy's but also once again it's been years since I've seen this show so um I'm just like not going to pretend I remember every minute detail however I may just go back and rewatch Bleach just so I'm a little like you know well versed in the lore a little bit better but Apparently, so the Quincy's, when they destroy hollows, they're just destroying them completely. Remember, soul reapers exercise hollows. So they're releasing those souls from the hollow to go down to the soul society so they can, you know, end up in the Rukan district or maybe even go to the potentially, you know, join the soul society as a soul reaper. You know, in either way, they have to maintain the balance between the soul society as well as the um, human world. And since Quincy's, when they destroy um, hollows, they just destroy the soul entirely as well. There's really, they, they, and you know, apparently it looks like they didn't even want to go to war with the Quincy's. Because I, I feel like if I was Mayuri, because Mayuri's suggestion was to kill off a bunch of civilians in the Rukon district to balance the populations out. However, um, the first captain said no to that, which honestly... That would have been the easiest solution. But I'm thinking if they want to fix the soul imbalance and the issue between that is the um, Quincy's, why not just kill off the Quincy's? Well, apparently Yamamoto did try to kill off the Quincy's and the Quincy Kang beat the brakes off of him. And not saying that I find that funny. However, it's the fact that it's always the distinguished old men in the animes. Ooh, sorry. You know, it's always the distinguished old men in the anime who look like super strong. And that's usually the case. Remember, you have Hunter Hunter. You have One Punch Man. You have Bleach. You have Naruto. You have, um, um, there is another one that I am missing that is right on the tip of my motherfucking tongue. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, you have a bunch, basically. Demon Slayer. Like, you have a bunch. You have a bunch. So, but it always turns out, like, those old guys, those very distinguished-looking older gentlemen, they always end up, like, kind of coming through, but ultimately dying. So, like, you know, I didn't expect Yamamoto to be beat by a Quincy King as young and strapping as... I cannot pronounce his name, <laughs> but exactly what I'm saying. So this episode basically was like a 
kind of a lore as episode, kind of giving you a background as to why the Quincy's and the Soul Reapers have beef. Um, and while they are going over that, because, you know, Mayuri and Yamamoto have their own background telling the dude who looks like Aizen and the Soul Society is having their own back telling. And then while all that is happening, Ichigo is trying to beat the brakes off of this random ass Quincy. And he's not having a good time of it. And he eventually overpowers him by so this dude starts absorbing all the reshi in the area so reshi i think it's just whatever the shit is made out of in the soul society like spirit particles or i don't know how to describe it however it's the shit that chad's arm is made out of you know his little arm plate that he uses to fight with as well as orihime's um sankentetsu that could be wrong i'm so sorry if it is However, that's what it's made out of. So Orihime can't heal. He's absorbing all of that shit in the area. And as he's doing that, he's also, um, it's also absorbing um, Ion. Because remember, the three bad bitches of the Northeast had to like rip off a piece of their limbs to like create him. And I think that also is included in the Reshi. So he ends up, unfortunately, beating my three girls up. And also, can we talk about... Can we, you know what, actually, no. So let's just go straight into episode four because that's where the real actual action happens. When I tell y'all, the Quincy's basically at the end of episode three started to, um, you know, invade the Soul Society. That's kind of where the episode left off. And when I tell y'all, I did not expect the Soul Society to get the thrashing of their life that they did this episode. I was I was at least expecting somebody, anybody. I know it's been years since I've actually read Bleach or watched it. However, last time I checked, when you have Captain, Mr. Captain Kuchiki, Miss Miss Captain Soifan, like Captain Dog, like when you have those captains, I expect you to be able to do something. And not to plug my TikTok too many times in a podcast, but if you follow me on TikTok, I sometimes post little snippets of my live reactions to the episode. When I tell you guys, as I was watching each of these well-seasoned Bankai users who happen to be captains, as I watched every single one of them use their Bankai, after Mayuri already hinted towards them saying that the Quincy's have an ability where they can zip up your Bankai and either destroy it, seal it, steal it, whatever. Either way, even though they do not know what they do with the Bankai, the bottom line is they can remove it. And if you do not have your Bankai, what good are you? Like, honestly, that is, like, the Soul Reaper's, like, final, like, step. Take away their Bankai. What the fuck do they have? Just their fucking swords. So, basically, as they go against these extremely strong, like, Quincy captains, each, each each and every one of them release their Bankais and get them released. Like, they get them taken away. And... You know, the fucking Mayuri is just sitting there thinking, like, why couldn't they wait? Like, how hard was it to wait for my instructions? 
I just needed some time. I don't understand. How hard was it? Why the fuck did... And here's the thing. So when I had said, when I was talking about this on TikTok, some people had responded and they were like, oh, well, if they didn't release their Bonkai's, like they wouldn't be able to gauge how strong the, you know, the Quincy captains are. And I understand that. Like somebody had to be the guinea pig in order for them to figure out what exactly is going on with this specific Bonkai stealing move. I get that. Why the fuck? Have they not progressed technology-wise to where they can wear earpieces or something? And like, I don't know, maybe Komamora could have been like, hey guys, I'm about to release my Bankai. Let's see what this Bankai stealing move is. Like, I don't know, maybe Bayakuya could have like, hey, I'm about to release my Bankai. Maybe hold off on releasing your Bankai. I just feel like, I feel like they have like smartphones, don't they, in the social society? Like, that's how they communicate. Remember, Chappie, Rukia loves that little rabbit mascot thingy they have phones how hard are you a hell butterfly how hard would it have honestly have been to have been in direct communication as y'all engaged these extremely strong yet very mysterious foes of yours so this way when your bonkais are released you're not losing four out of the 12 out of the 13 that you have you could have lost one you guys lost Four. I just, <laughs> I was just sitting there, and it'd be one thing if it was. Listen, I'm not trying to be an asshole, <laughs> but um, it'd be one thing if it was like, okay, Komamora, sure, uh, soy fun, sure, <laughs> and let's see, uh, Bayaku. I just the only thing going through my head was like, why. The absolute fuck is Bayakuya using his Bankai. But Bayakuya is like one of the stronger captains. So I didn't want him to lose his Bankai so early on. But he did. And then like I couldn't even be upset about Hitsugaya losing his. Because one, Taikubo loves to set my boy Hitsugaya up so much. I feel like Hitsugaya was lauded to us as some kind of like prodigy. I swear to God, they said he was the youngest person to ever achieve Bankai. So like, it's the fact that you you gave us this cool backstory for this super short captain who has this really voluptuous assistant captain who they're like polar opposites. You gave us this very compelling character in every single main fight you get him into in a main arc. He gets his ass kicked time and time and time again. I just, I, I, I hate it. I love Hitsugaya too much. Hitsugaya was my favorite character watching Bleach. But when I tell y'all this kid getting beat the fuck up every single time I turned around, it was really hard to root for this little short motherfucker. And I was, I couldn't do it. I still can't do it. Because when he got his Bankai taken away, you know, the first thing I thought, I was like, you know what? You know, that's fine. Because what what would you have done, Hitsugaya? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Uh, I was just, I just hate that they fell into this trap so easily. I don't even like, I think, I don't, I was at a loss for words during the entire episode. I just wanted to wrangle their necks. Because if there's one thing, if there's one 
soul society captain that I do not see it for, it is Mayuri. So when you force me to have to side with Mayuri, I get angry. Mayuri is sitting there like, why didn't you guys wait? And I'm sitting there like, yeah, guys, why didn't y'all wait? Why are y'all having me agree with this man? He is a crazy scientist. I don't, I don't like those type of characters. He's creepy. Oh, I could, I, I just couldn't believe it. And then what made it even more worse? What, what made it worse? So I think his name is Akon. Um, Mayuri's one of, I think it's his third seat lieutenant. So he's like, we got to call Ichigo. Ichigo usually gets us out of these problems. We can do it. So he calls Ichigo or he calls Udahara who is talking to him on behalf of Ichigo. And Urahara, remember, he's like kind of, he's not like excommunicated from the Soul Society. Like, you know, that all that shit that happened during the Visards and Urahara's time there. Um, he's just kind of like an ally on the outside. So, but they don't really give information to Urahara. So, of course, Urahara is like trying to get information out of Aegon. Like, what exactly is going on there? So... <laughs> They end up debriefing Urahara on the situation. Ichigo thinks he takes out the fucking strong-ass Quincy. It looked like he won. It actually turns out he didn't, unfortunately. And so, because he was trying to, like, suck in Ichigo's Bankai, and that's the only reason why he lost. I think if he wasn't so focused on questioning why Ichigo's Bankai couldn't be acquired, he would have probably beat Ichigo because he was significantly stronger than him. He was just distracted, to be honest. But, um, so Ichigo is under the impression that he defeated him. So Urahara ends up trying to send Ichigo to Soul Society, but that fucking strong-ass Quincy, he, of course, gets back up. But here's the thing. He couldn't just attack Ichigo. He couldn't just fucking attack Ichigo. He ends up attacking Urahara, Orihime, and Chad. And then what made it worse, he ends up like locking Ichigo up in that um pathway that they have to go into to get to the Soul Society. He ends up locking him up in some kind of like gel technique. So he's stuck in between the rift. While Ichigo, listen, Orihime and Chad looked like they were, like, beat bad. Like, they got their asses beat. Um, not to be an asshole. But, um, so Ichigo being stuck, Urahara also took some damage. I'm just like, oh, this episode, this episode is not going the way I thought it would. And I'm just so glad. I'm so, 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 so glad I did not reread the Bleach manga. Because I don't remember any of this. I do not remember any of this. So this is all fresh and new for me. And I'm just, I'm enjoying it so much. This anime is very good. I love, I love the goriness. It's extremely, it is leaps and miles beyond the last season of Bleach. The animation is so good. Everything is just flowing so perfectly. This is exactly what I wanted out of this arc so far. And I am just enjoying it so much but that is it you guys for episode three and episode four of bleach the thousand year blood war remember you can watch this on hulu um i believe it updates every monday and my podcast um you can find our most major streaming platforms like um podcasts through apple music spotify stitcher anchor soundcloud 
you name it. And if you ever want to just talk to me and shit, you guys can totally follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter under Essential Mel. I will definitely talk to you guys and we can totally like fangirl about all the animes that I will be watching. But that is it, you guys, for today. And I will see you in the next episode.